Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy, and today I have no very special guest with me. It's just going to be me, and I have to record this episode. Uh, this episode is going to talk about and dive into what I've been alluding to for two months now of some of the heavy and difficult shit that I've been going through in my personal life. This is not going to be an easy episode for me to get through. I've been trying to prepare for this now for a while, and I have an idea in my mind of the, the overall message I want to get across and how I want to structure this, this solo episode of me talking about a really painful and vulnerable topic. But I knew that I was going to come on this week and talk about it. And I want to, I I mean, I like have to, I I feel like it's almost like negatively impacting the podcast for me to be like going through this thing and I can't talk about it. And I'm, I share most everything on here. I mean, there's definitely elements of my personal life that I keep personal, but you know, I talk about my brother's death and I talk about, um, you know, struggles that I have that are not always easy to share. And so I know that I've, I've needed to talk about this, um, but it's hard. So I guess I'm just going to like get right into it and then we can start to unpack. So Ryan and I are splitting up. We are going through... Uh, I have like not liked to say the word divorce because technically we're getting a disillusionment, which basically just like dissolves the marriage rather than like have any kind of legal, like lawyers, like there's no lawyer, there are no lawyers involved. Um, you know, we don't have to, I don't have to get into that, but there it is. Um, yeah. So my eight year relationship um, six year marriage is ending, has ended, is currently in the process of ending. Um, it's really hard. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get into the details really, you know, I, there, I want to be respectful of him and, and I want some, you know, some, some things are personal and I don't need to share everything. I don't feel the need. I know that anyone listening to this 
will understand that some things are, are I'm not going to share. So if, if maybe I'm talking and you're like, this doesn't make sense, just know that you're not getting the full story. And, and I don't want this to be the story of us breaking up. What I want this to be is, is how I am coping and dealing with it and managing it and how I'm taking care of myself through this grieving process because it's a hundred percent a grieving process and and how it looks different and feels different than the grieving process I went through am going through will go, go through three years ago when my brother Joe died there there are definitely a lot of parallels um I I will just say that it's very, it's very amicable. I think that Ryan is the most wonderful, the kindest human. He's such an amazing person. I love him so much, which is just kind of adds to all of it. Um, I did not expect to, to cry during this because I'm like, I'm just talking about what has been going on the last couple months. Um, but it is really emotional. I think that's like one of the big takeaways and, and like things I'm leaning into right now is that I'm feeling so many different feelings and it's really a lot to manage and just like contain in my body. And I'm constantly reminding myself like I'm feeling these feelings and it means that I'm doing it right because this is a big deal. And if it, if I wasn't feeling this way or if I wasn't having the reaction that I have or the, the thoughts and the emotions that I have, then like it wouldn't signify the, the weight and how much this relationship means to me. And like I said, it's, we care about each other very much. We love each other very much. Um, we want to remain in each other's lives, like what that looks like going forward, you know, we'll see. Um, but he will, I will always love him. He will always hold a very, very special place in my heart. So I just want to get that out there without kind of, you know, diving into more specifics. It, it's not, it's just not really relevant. Um, but to say that, you know, we are in a, in about as good of a place as anyone can be as they're separating and going through a breakup of a marriage. He's been wonderful. Ultimately, we will both be happier not together, I think is, is kind of the end sentiment. And it's, and it is so, so, so important to me that I know that he's happy and um, taking care of himself and doing what's best for him. So I'm just, I'm going to kind of like move forward from there. This is difficult. This is not going to listen well, probably, but I need to get it out. And so I appreciate everyone's going to like hang in there with me. So it's like very similar to dealing with my brother dying and in, in, in that it's so many waves of emotion and like different stages. And, you know, uh, initially there's this intense, intense feeling of sadness that we've, we've come to the decision and we arrived in this place. And then there was relief 
um, you know, kind of coming out of that sadness. There was relief. There was annoyance and anger and all of that. Um, and as it's shaking out now, and so we've, we've pretty much have been here, like at the place we were for like six or seven weeks, I think like early July is when, um, we decided to, you know, kind of be officially split. The month of June was a really rough month for us. And then we kind of arrived to that decision early July. And so since then, so it almost feels like kind of leading up to Tulum and going to Tulum and, and being able to like have some alone time, um, just being able to process everything, you know, it's hard to like process what's going on while it's going on. And like my day-to-day life was still happening. He was, you know, actually still living in the house, um, it just felt like this very kind of like limbo stage and almost like, is this, is this real? So the next part after just like the relief of uh, making a decision, you know, I think there's just all that kind of stress and tension around like the leading up to the actual decision. And then there was like a sense of relief. Okay. There, there's a decision, there's a path forward. And now where I am, is I'm really, I'm really sad. I have like so many conflicting emotions. This is what I want. And I know that it's the best thing for me. And yet it's still horribly painful and it's still so sad and it almost feels like I'm breaking my own heart like the decisions that I made although I know they're right and I'm very confident in that it doesn't take away the hurt and that that it's so conflicting right it's like I'm doing something that I know is good for me and then I know I should do and that I want to do and it sucks and it's really painful and uh, other people are hurt also. I'm like, why do I choose that option? <laughs> why would I do this to myself? Um, but, you know, that, that's a, a whole separate conversation. How I'm reacting in the conversations that I'm having with myself as I go through this grieving process are, oh God, as fucked up as it's going to say. I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to just be honest and let it all out. As fucked up as this sounds, it's almost like I get I'm I'm getting a redo on the grieving process that I had for Joe, where it's like, okay, remember all of those lessons I've talked about over the last three years and all of these really great realizations that I had about myself through that grieving process? Well, now here you are. We're gonna put you back in this position again. I think also important to note, um, Ryan was my first serious relationship. And so I have not experienced like breaking up or ending a relationship of this scale or magnitude. So a lot of this, maybe if you're, if you're listening and you've been through this or you've been through this a couple times, um, you're maybe like, duh. But for me, this is all kind of new. So I'm coming from this somewhat uh, 
inexperienced place as it relates to relationships ending. Loss feels similarly, whether someone's dying or, or you're losing a relationship, obviously it's not the same. And that is what, what I, what keeps coming back to me over and over again is kind of talking like the, the redo that I, that I get to do on grief. Um, and this is good. This is a really positive thing is that I am being way more gentle with myself as it relates to like needing rest or just like, like how I'm feeling in the moment and what I need in the moment to do. So when Joe died, it was like, I'm going to fucking push through. I'm going to stay super busy. There was like this sense of denial and not that he was dead, but that like, I'm not going to let this affect my life almost. It was like defiance to grief. Like I was, I totally fought against it. And this time around, like very recently, I just had a really, really low day, like the lowest day I've had the lowest week I've had since my brother died. Like it was, it was rough and it was one day in particular and I was just drained because it's, this has now been going on for a while. There's a lot, there's some, you know, other elements in play. Of course, whenever there's a separation, we own a house together. We're, we're dealing with that situation. He's moving out there. It's just, there's a lot. And I was so mentally exhausted. Like it felt like, you know, physically I was okay. But like if I, I had work calls, that's the other thing, right? You are on top of all of this, like there's still your daily life that you have to get through and work to do. And it was all I could do to like get on my work calls. And then the, the only thing I could do was lay in bed. And that's so almost outrageous for me to think about. Like I'm not, I just don't do that. I'm going to do that when I'm sick. And in that day in particular, I was like, you are just, you are just going to go lay in bed any chance that you can get. And it's fine. And it feels like exactly what I need to be doing. And I'm so tired and just like, so drained that like, that's what I'm going to do for myself. And that, and I, I would, did not let myself do that. In the, in the grieving process when Joe died. The other thing I'm just like really trying to do to, to take care of myself is like keep somewhat of a routine. And in this place where my whole life, like again, I feel like once again, here I am, my life is like off the rails. Everything that I thought I had planned in my life and thought that was going to happen for me and what a whole life plan is not going to happen anymore. And that, you know, feeling of like being out of control and fear and <laughs> all of that is, comes up so much. And, and so I've just been trying to keep like somewhat a routine. And this is something I did too when Joe died, but like my day-to-day routine isn't, isn't um, disrupted really. Like I'm, I, I'm not moving. I'm staying in my, my home. I still have the same job. I have my same workout schedule. I have my the same morning routine, w- whatever it is. But it's just then that like, it's also not, nothing's the same either. So it's kind of, oh, an interesting feeling, but I've, I've just been trying to like keep that routine, my morning routine, 
you know, not missing workouts, even when I don't feel like going, I haven't felt unmotivated to work out though. Honestly, that's kind of like my one sanity sticking point, which is not new to this grieving process either, but I wanted to get like back to things that I really enjoyed. And, and while, yeah, work is really busy. I have just felt like since the decision and since kind of working through, it seems like I have more free time and more alone time. (laughs) And so I've just been like getting back into the kitchen, which has been really fun. I've been doing like a lot of cooking and baking and that feels really nice to do. Um, being able to like get my space together has been really hard. That's like something that I'm like need to do this week. I think I I need like that feeling right of like, I need to organize. I need to clean. I need to like get everything that I can physically in order so that the rest of my life will seem in order when it's not. But I've just been trying to spend a lot of time with my friends and my family, I have such an amazing support system to lean on that like, again, whenever, if I'm not like, if I'm just feeling like a, a medium amount of low, that is a thought that will quickly bring me back of like, oh my God, think of all the people that love you and think of all the people that are there for you and our friend are a friend to you. And I can like quickly pull myself up. That tech, tactic doesn't work always when you're in like the lowest low there's like tiered load approaches as you go through this roller coaster right so it's like you feel like a little bit low and like maybe you just need to walk and that will get you and you're good or like you like make some zucchini bread and then you like feel better there's like medium lows where you have to dig a little bit deeper and you have to like kind of remember and I think about like remembering your why remembering your support system kind of like falling back on like your intuition and trusting yourself and and trusting the universe or or whatever it is that you believe in like then that will bring you up but then there's like the pits and that's when it feels like maybe all like nothing will get you out and when I experienced the pits when Joe died especially the first couple times that you go to that place it feels never ending and that you're never going to be able to climb out of it. And each time you do. And so then the next time you kind of come prepped a little bit better of like, All right, I've been here before and I got out of it. Like as terrible as this is right now and as terrible as this feels and how all consuming that it can feel, I'm going to get out of it. And so going through like the like this very, very low week, that was, you know, a little shine of light for me. It was like, yep, feel this pain. It sucks. It's really bad. And you will get out of it. The difference too in like grieving the loss of the relation of a relationship for me versus the loss of a loved one is I know, I I know I'm gonna be okay. I, you know, if it's months, if it's year, whatever, whatever the amount of time is, I am positive I'm going to be okay. I've been through really, really difficult shit before, obviously going, going through Joe, but I, I just, I know I'll be fine. And I, and people tell me that and I believe them and I know it to be true. Like, I don't feel like it's a bottomless pit of despair, but when Joe died, there, there was not that reprieve of like, am I going to be okay? Like I've never 
experienced this before. Like my brother is dead. Like, will, will I ever be okay? And in some regards, maybe the answer is no. I mean, not like, will I ever be okay? But, but it's also very clear through this process, like losing him fundamentally changed me. It did. And it sucks or it doesn't suck. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not going to assign any kind of judgment to it at all. It's just, it just changed me. Neither good nor bad. Who knows? One of the um, big things I'm dealing with, one of the, the big struggles I'm dealing with is trusting myself and not like trusting myself that I know I'm making the right decision in this separation. It's not that. I do trust that decision. It's how do I know how to trust myself going forward? Because when I entered this relationship, I did not intend for it to end, right? Like I stood up in front of 200 of our friends and family and I said vows and I meant them in that I meant them. Like I, I fully believed and trusted myself that this person was going to be the person that I spent the rest of my life with. And I was very sure. And that changed again, whatever reason, it doesn't matter. It changed and so now, like, how, how do I approach looking at the world and thinking like, okay, yeah, I know this to be true, or this is what I want, you know? And, and there's not an answer yet. I don't, and again, this is, this is hopefully something that will come with time. You know, my mom gave me like a great quote and I was calling her crying the other day and She's like, you can't heal while you're going through it, right? Like there needs to be some, some space and time from it all. And so maybe that is something that will come around. But I just wanted to share it as a feeling that has been nagging on me is this like, how do I know how to trust myself moving forward? And not just like, not just in relationships, but just in general, like, oh my God, this was something you were so sure of. <laughs> and it's not something that you're sure of. In fact, it's something that you are not moving forward with. Like I want to go back to every friend and personally apologize that I was there for and with during a breakup because I did not have the empathy or the proper tools at all to be a good friend people going through breakups. And I feel really terrible because I understand now like what that means. And I just like, wasn't a good, I wasn't the best friend I could have been for people. It's really, yeah, it's really hard. I also wanted to touch a little bit on, you know, people always talk about when you're grieving of like what not to say to people. And if someone to this podcast is listening, who's a friend and you've said one of these things, it's fine. I'm not, I don't hold it against you. I'm not like, I'm not calling you out. Like it's just a PSA. So if you haven't been in that position, you can hear and go, 
oh, yeah, I can see why that might be problematic or why someone might not want me to say that and feel a certain type of way. So I've been making kind of a list of things. You know, people always talk about when you're grieving of like what not to say to people and, and, you know, you come in with the best intentions and you say to someone after they lost a loved one, everything happens for a reason. Like no one wants to fucking hear that when their person died, that everything happens for a reason or that like, oh, well, at least you had this amount of time with them. Like, no, that I don't want to hear that either. I want more like just if, if, you, if someone's breaking up with someone, going through any kind of breakup, don't then give your opinion on the person or the relationship. Like, oh, well, yeah, I always thought he was X, Y, and Z. No. Because then you're like, well, then why the fuck didn't you tell me while I was in this relationship? Or like, oh, yeah, you know, you really haven't seemed happy in the last... And you're like, so you just weren't... Were you just not going to try to help me out about that? Like, just don't talk about the person. Don't talk about the... relate. Like, your opinion on the person, on the relationship, on like how things were going down. And don't, again, ask, are you sure that this is... Well, I can see why maybe you, as a friend, you have to pry and you have to challenge and whatever. But for me, I was just like, I'm telling, like, this is what's happening in my life. I don't need to now, like, do a whole reanalyzing of it. That's the other thing, is like, how do you communicate this? We have so many friends, and this doesn't seem like a thing you text your friends. It doesn't, like, I'm like, do I make a fucking Instagram post about it like people do for anniversaries like thank you for your support and love for our relationship but we're uncoupling we are consciously uncoupling I don't know what to do about that I'm just now talking about on the podcast but you know we had to go through that whole communication chain and that was very difficult and each one it was like a little bit more real and for a while for like some upcoming weeks I'm probably going to be bringing, you know, past guests on to almost do kind of like, like snippet like versions because I don't have the effort. The podcast is not going anywhere. Don't worry. But if you're seeing like, Hey, things are like feeling and looking a little differently. It's because I'm going through it. And many people have reminded me like, this is a really difficult time divorce, separation, whatever you want to call it, whatever's the nice word to talk, to say, to make you feel better about it is hard. This is, is just like a good reminder to me like, Hey, this is a really, really hard thing. And it doesn't, and it should not be minimized. The other thing, which is less now, but more so in the beginning of the process was this pretty, immediate sense of shame around getting divorced. And that's a me thing, right? Like I had always said, I am a person that won't get divorced. My grandma was divorced and remarried. My aunt was divorced and remarried. My mom was divorced. And I was like, I'm going to be the one to like break this vicious cycle of divorce. I was very adamant about that. It was like a belief that I held true about myself. And here I am. So there's like a lot I have to to deal with there. Throughout all of this, right? I, I would love to hear 
from listeners. Again, that doesn't even have to be a divorce. Maybe it's a breakup. I don't know. You're going through some kind of grieving process. I would love to hear if any of this is resonating with you. What, you know, did anyone else experience the shame? I'll ask Ryan this question. Like, did he feel shame around it? And I wonder if it's predominantly women that are feeling shame around it. I don't know. We don't talk about divorce. No one talks about divorce. And, and, and I almost feel, I mean, that I am giving you the, tr- the true account. Like it, it is an amicable split and everyone around me and anyone who has like experienced divorce is like kind of stunned at how we're handling it. But Ryan and I have always been really good at communication. And I think the, the very bottom line of like, we love each other and we want the best for each other. And, and that's true. And that holds true and has held true throughout this whole entire process. And so we both just kind of had to come together and, and talk through like, just because this relationship ended did not mean we failed at anything. Like we had a beautiful, wonderful relationship. We, we built a great life together. We built each other up. I learned so much from him. He learned so much from me. I'm, I mean, I'm a totally different person than I was at 24 when I began dating him. And I have so many great character traits and attributes that I've taken on because of him. And, and it's not, I, it's not a failure at all. Like it's nothing about it is a failure. And so, you know, where where does that sense of shame come from? I think that the big thing here is I'm giving myself grace going through a really difficult time. It feels good to have it out to everyone in the listeners who have supported me through so much to kind of have some visibility into what I'm dealing with so that then too I can get some grace when you don't have a new guest for the next two weeks. Also, if anyone listening has any guest suggestions, that's just been the biggest thing weighing on me is I just don't have the bandwidth to network and reach out and, and kind of get those conversations moving. So if if you just re, every, you know, again, grieving process, whatever, everyone's like, what can I do to help? This is what you can do to help. Please find me, find me a podcast guest, please. <laughs> this is maybe like a good time to let everyone know that we have a brand new I'm I want to I'm not going to say intern Savannah Sexton think savvy DJ think savvy is so much more than an intern but she's now the one responsible for editing the podcast and making it sound beautiful in your ears and she's so wonderful she's also going to take over social media at some time once I get back to her and how we wanted to manage but I can't even manage to do that one simple task but we'll get there I think that's really all I want. I think that's really all I've had to say. How what I'm doing to take care of myself, how difficult it is in general, and how I have to acknowledge that it's difficult and that I will get through it. And I really appreciate everyone listening and supporting the podcast. It has been like one of the biggest joys of my life. So yeah, share to your socials if anyone that you know is going through a hard time and may benefit from hearing. Thanks so much, guys. We'll be back next week with someone else joining me so you can get a little uplift. This was not an uplifting episode. There was maybe not much uplifting about this. But to say, I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay. We can do hard things. 
we can get through painful emotions and we shouldn't just always be trying to live in a happy place because painful things happen and we need to feel those things too. And it's okay to be sad and it's okay to rest. It's okay to sleep in between every work call if that's what you need to do. Thanks so much for listening. Love you.